0: Rob Cartlidge here of Ministries.com. In 1 Peter 3.15 we are told to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Scripture exhorts us to be fluent in apologetics. In this world of postmodernism, our faith is being questioned more than ever before. In response, God has raised the standard and has given us more evidence for our faith
1: than ever before. Apologetics 101 This is going to be our our last of the three sermons on the facts. And so beyond this, we're going to look at explaining these facts, because as much as we've got these facts, we need to develop a theory to sort of account for all of them. So we're looking at the last fact today, which is the origin of his disciples' belief in his resurrection. So the third fact, which I just mentioned there, the origin of the Christian faith. Uh, we all know that Christianity sprang into being sometime during the 1st century AD. But why did it suddenly spring into existence then? What caused the sudden change in the disciples' lives at this point? And why do even sceptical New Testament scholars, so this is the people that probably don't really believe that Jesus is God or they, they don't believe in the whole the whole thing, why do they even believe that the origin of the Christian faith grew out of the original disciples' beliefs? So if we look at the, to, to illustrate this more, because it took me a few read-throughs to actually get this point. If we look at a timeline, we've got sort of Judaism going through, and then we come to, I guess, 30 to 40 to 50 AD, and suddenly Christianity comes out of nowhere. So to me, something must have actually happened for this to be the case. So you could argue that they invented it, or, they, or that it actually happened, or you could argue a lot of things, but something must have happened, so we need to explain that. That thing. So let's look at the example of the Jewish Messiah. So the Jewish people, who were the disciples, uh, they didn't. They had no conception of a Messiah who would uh, come and be shamefully executed as a criminal. They thought the Messiah was going to be someone that would triumph over Israel's enemies, and I think they even thought that they would get rid of the that he would get rid of the Romans because that's who they were under oppression from. But Obviously, what turned out was that Jesus came and laid his life down for us, but um, to them he, yeah, was shamefully, ex- shamefully executed as a criminal. So a Messiah that failed to deliver, who was defeated and slain by his enemies, is a contradiction to what the Jewish people thought the Messiah was. So this is again more evidence that it, explaining against the crucifixion. So if we look at uh, the Jewish texts, they also don't speak of the Messiah in this way, or so they thought at that time. So to the Jewish disciples, to see the person that they called Messiah and believed in as Messiah, if they saw him killed shamefully on a cross, to them it was a disaster. They thought it ended all the hopes they had um, that he was the Messiah and that they'd have to go back to their old lives sort of things. That was the end of it. But it was the actual fact that Jesus was raised from the dead that reversed this problem, which they saw being the crucifixion. Because he had risen from the dead, he was clearly seen to be Messiah. He was the Son of God. It was on the basis of this belief in the resurrection. So the disciples actually believing that it happened, that they could believe that he was Messiah. Because it was previously they thought he was just a man that obviously had then died. But he came back to life and was raised again. And they, um, and they now believe that. So what can we do with this belief? The evidence from the early church suggests that it was a universal belief with the early yeah, with the early church that he was raised again. First Corinthians, we read about all the aspects of the resurrection, the death, the burial, empty tomb, and the raising again. And so this shows us that uh, Christianity in the early church believed this and that the origin of this came from Jesus' resurrection, and that's why this is so important. If we believe in the resurrection, then we've, we're on the right path, so to speak. Also, we can say that the origin of Christianity hinges on the belief of the early disciples and that belief being that they believed in the resurrection. I know it sounds a bit convoluted, but um, that's that's the beginning and end of it. To look at it crudely, we can see, and this is what I was trying to illustrate before, something must have happened for this to expand and explode in that time. And to, yeah, to look at what happened in the disciples' lives, something again must have happened for them to continue on in the faith. It also must have been true for the disciples because they were all tested in their faith by being martyred for the cause the disciples at say they were standing there about to get hanged or something like that they would have known if jesus was real or not because they would have seen it they would have so if it was a lie that they perhaps made up they would have probably recanted then but all of them went to death for the faith and this is the the argument that a lot of people use with radical fundamentalist muslim groups that go and kill themselves for the faith sort of thing. They weren't there when Muhammad was around, so or even when Jesus was around, to know that they're in the wrong. Whereas the disciples were actually there, they saw it, so that their martyrdom actually speaks volumes. And so that's a, a really good point as well to take from this. Because they knew it to be true, the disciples, they could take the torture and suffering and gave their lives up to God at the end of their lives. So let's take the bread today and remember uh, that we too have been called to live like Christ did. And that we should imitate the disciples in their faith, in their lives. So this morning, as we take of the bread, help us, um, help us, Lord, to examine our lives, examine our hearts, and to be truly thankful for what you did for us and what you've given us. Help us to draw a line in the sand and change the things that you want us to change. So help us take of the bread now, Lord, as a symbol of your body that was broken for us. And help us to be clean in your sight. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, help us to take of the uh, the cordial, the juice that um, is a symbol of Your blood that was poured out for our for our salvation, that was poured out by the by the Roman soldiers and and that all through the streets of Jerusalem. Lord, help us to take of this this cup and remember what You did for us and help help us to be under the blood by living the holy life that You've directed us to. So let's take of the cup.
0: Thanks, guys. Thank you for that, Matt.
1: Right,
0: Who can tell me the difference between Christian martyrdom and Islamic martyrdom?
1: Well, Islamic, they always believe that there's going to be um, a reward. As in, i in, seen we read the other day there: a hundred virgins, uh, virgins. Yeah, vestal virgins. Martyrdom. Um, you're not expecting anything. You?
0: No. Be with God. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. Well, in, in the Islamic faith, there, there's, they're not sure of their salvation. Yet they're told if they commit martyrdom, they call it committing martyrdom, then you will go straight to heaven. So it's their way of. They're not sure of heaven, so they would rather go and just kill themselves and get their and go straight to heaven. So that's why there's a very strong incentive for them to do it. Where the Christians are just holding on to their faith. What's the distinct difference? Yep, Johnny. Um, uh, Muslims
1: they would kill themselves and kill anyone around
0: them. But Christians would only be killed. Be killed exactly. So so Muslims are murderers and suicide commit suicide and they call that martyrdom. We just call it murder and suicide, it's not martyrdom. Where Christian martyrdom is where they are killed by a Muslim or a, um, a government or whatever, or a communist nation or something. So that's a, a significant difference um, because the martyrs of Christianity were prepared to not reject Jesus and suffer death as a consequence, where Islam, it's never been that case where they would, you know, suffer persecution rather than resist giving up the faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's important that we understand that. So when they, when you talk to a Muslim and they start talking about martyrdom, saying, "Hold on, no, that's not martyrdom in according to the Christian sense. That's murder. And that's suicide." Yeah.